Hey, 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 everybody. It's Alexis G. I am your girl and host, the Prodigal PK, and we are back. Episode 8 in full effect, you guys. That's right. Episode 8448. Can y'all believe it? It's already been eight episodes. Eight episodes, and we are going strong, y'all. And I appreciate everything y'all are doing. Y'all have been uh, rocking with me this entire time, and I appreciate it for liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing, doing all the things I've always asked you to do. And most importantly to me, engaging you guys. I have gotten some crazy, um, exciting, um, and really just invigorating emails from you guys. And so I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys keeping it real, keeping it honest, telling me some things that you guys want to hear about. I also appreciate everybody that reaches out to me on social media. I am incredibly active on social media. I do respond to comments and DMs. And so I appreciate all of that. All right, without further ado, let's get right into it. This is going to be a chat. Okay, we're just going to talk, you guys. I don't have anything written down except for a definition. And we're just going to talk. So before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know this will be a two-part conversation, okay? And the title of this is The Truth About Church Hurt. Come on, y'all. Come on. We're going to talk about it. And there's a few reasons why we're going to talk about it. Number one, we're going to talk about it because we don't want to give the enemy a foothold. I'm so tired of church hurt, um, driving a wedge in between our community. I'm so tired of how the enemy just sit back. I just imagine him sitting back twiddling his thumbs like, yeah, I got them on this. He causes so much damage and division just by church hurt. Okay, I'm tired of the stigma of church hurt. I'm tired of people getting church hurt. Incorrect. I'm tired of people hanging their hats on church hurt and using that as a reason not to do what you know God has called you to do. And that's be obedient. Okay, okay, okay. Reel it in, Lex. Okay. So that's what the topic's going to be. And we are going to do this for the next two times. So it'll be part one, the truth about church hurt. And part two will be the the revelation of church hurt. God has given me some extreme revelation. I don't know exactly if y'all are going to be happy or not with it, but take it up with the Lord. If you got a problem with it, take it up with the Lord. I promise you, if you let it, it will bless your life. So, okay, without further ado, let's talk about a definition. You know how I am about things um, we talk about. I want to make sure that we all understand what we're talking about. So we're going to talk about the definition of church hurt. Then we're going to talk about what church hurt is. And then we're going to even talk about what church hurt is not. Um, may have a couple scriptures here and there. And then we're just going to talk. Okay. So the first thing is let's do the definitions. What I have written down. I have church hurt is defined as emotional or physical pain felt by someone. Inflicted by words actions or inactions of leadership in a church, congregation of the church, or a person who represents the church. Okay? One more time. It's defined as emotional or physical pain felt by someone, inflected by words or actions or inactions of leadership in a church, congregation of the church, or a person who represents the church. It could be pain, sadness, emotional scarring or abuse, Um, experienced in a church context. It could either be intentionally done or unintentionally done, right? Doesn't matter. Um, It may manifest itself in forms of like manipulation uh, for personal profit or power. So maybe somebody in leadership uh, manipulates somebody that would be considered um, under them or or, um, helping them for personal profit or power. It could look like sexual abuse or assault, right? It can look like rejection due to race, 
sexual orientation, political affiliation, or even economic status. It can show up in all those forms. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. Okay, you guys, not an exhaustive list at all. This is my personal experience. These are things that I have gotten from my studies. Okay, so um, we're not even going to sit there with it. This is just what I believe Church Hurt to be. I think it's an incredible topic that we need to talk about. Um, We're not going to give the enemy a foothold with this any longer. We're going to expose it, right? We cannot heal what we will not reveal. And so because we are hush-hush about it, because it seems to sometimes be the church's deep, dirty, dark secret, right? And we don't talk about it enough, I don't believe, in a church context. I think the enemy runs around and plays with it. He uses it against us as a body of believers. He uses it um, when he's dealing with unbelievers so that they can talk about it. Really, because what it is, is it's an issue within the church or an issue that somebody may have with the church. If you put that with an unbeliever, it makes the unbeliever feel like, why would I ever want to come to church if this is what I have to deal with? Okay, we're going to talk about all of that. Okay, so let's first start with church hurt and what it is. Okay, it's very real. We're not going to sit here and act like church hurt is not real. It is real. Okay, it does happen. It happens probably more often than you think. All right. Um, It's definitely talked about a lot. Um, So, yes, church hurt is very, very real. We're not going to sweep it under the rug and act like it doesn't happen. We're going to expose it here today on the prodigal PK. Okay, we're just going to get it out there. Um, Another thing is is it's incredibly damaging and it's divisive. Right. It can cause people um, to stumble and it can cause them years and years of pain. Right. Um, It can cause them to turn away from the church and turn away from even God because of the issues or the things that they've experienced at the hands of the church or someone in the church or somebody that represents the church. Okay, it's an incredible misrepresentation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You guys, when we are saying that we are a part of the church, sometimes like I've talked about in other episodes, We are the first or direct line to God that somebody may ever experience. We may be the first um, person that God ever, I'm sorry, that anyone ever experiences before the Lord, right? And if we, calling ourselves the church, do not show up correctly, or we are not the right kind of image bearers, that can be damaging. It can cause division in the church. It can cause um, just people to, to discredit or doubt what the church is here for. Okay, so we don't want to do that. We don't want to contribute or add to church hurt in any way, since we now know and we have said and we we have come to understand that it is very, very real. Okay, like I talked about a little bit earlier, I believe it is one of the enemy's greatest tactics. Okay, he just sits back and watches us destroy ourselves. Okay, because we are human. Right. And for some reason, sometimes people come into the church, not for some reason, Think back to when you were an unbeliever, you guys. I know that may be a long, long time ago for some of you, but since one of my prayers is never to forget where I came from, I remember being an unbeliever. I remember being somebody looking at the church like, "Mm, mm, here we go again. Here we go again. And if I'm always experiencing or hearing about something negative within the church, then it destroys itself. It keeps me, right, if I'm an unbeliever outside of the church enemy loves that, right? It also keeps believers um, disobedient, right? Or people that say that they are believers, it keeps us living in disobedience, right? Delayed obedience is still disobedience. And the Bible tells us to gather all the more, 
especially as we see the times approaching, right? So if we're not gathering with the saints, we're no longer going to church. We've taken ourselves out of the church. We say things like, um, well, I'll watch online, but I'm not going to nobody's church. Or I can have a relationship with God. I don't have to go to the church for that. that. That's what our language starts to sound like. And the enemy doesn't have to do anything. He's already planted the seed and we just allow him to run amok all up and through the church with all these different things. Okay, so we're going to talk about a lot of that. Okay, another thing is, um, it is um, uh, another thing. Uh, what was the other thing on my mind? Sorry. It's, oh, oh, church hurt is incredibly and absolutely, definitely overcomable, you guys. Church hurt is something that can be overcome. Okay, it can be overcome. Okay, we overcome by the, by the lamb, which is our salvation, and by word of our testimony, okay? The more you speak about it, the more you talk about it, okay, you give an opportunity for healing to take place. The more you come to church, the more you put yourself, immerse yourself into godly community, hear me, godly community, the more healing has an opportunity to take place. Okay? The more we talk about it, the more we reveal, the more we can have hope to heal in Christ, you guys. Okay. So that's some of the things that church hurt is. Um, church hurt shows up in a lot of different ways. It shows up at the door. It shows up in leadership meetings. It shows up between leaders, right? And I think it shows up um, in areas that we're, we don't always expect it to be. And some of the reasons why it shows up is because we don't expect it. People come from the outside in the world. They come to church expecting to get the complete opposite of what they get in the world. And that's not entirely wrong, right? This is the church, right? What people don't think about is that a church is like a hospital it's where people come to heal, to get better, to meet the king. The great physician is in the church. He's there right inside the four walls. So people are running from the world where they've been hurt, where they've been damaged, where they've been lied to, where they've been abused, right? All manner of abuse. They are running from that into what they believe is the arms or the ark of safety, which is in Christ. They think when they come to church, they are going to get God. That's not a hundred percent wrong. They should get image bearers. We as a body of believers, we as believers are called to be image bearers, right? To strive as hard as we can to be like Christ, Christ-like. So they do not come to church to get God, but they should be getting Christ-like minded and like individuals, right? And church hurt happens when they don't get that. When they get to the church and for some reason they are met squarely with somebody that looks just like the world they just came from. And that happens. We're not going to act like it doesn't, right? When those kinds of things happen, it can cause a lot of hurt, damage, depression, anxiety. It can make you feel like you're crazy. Why did I come here? I know I'm not experiencing this from church. The fact of the matter is, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. You have. Yes, you have. You know, and it's not right. Okay. When there are allegations brought up to the church, I believe that they should be explored, investigated, especially depending on what the infraction or the offense is that's being brought to church leadership. It should definitely be explored. There are things that happen within the church. It is proven. We know this. Okay. Anything the enemy can do to try to tear down what God has created, 
he's going to do. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So destroying or dismantling the body of Christ, the church, is what he loves and longs to do. He knows his time is ticking. It's almost up. He don't have but so much more time. He's doing whatever he can. He's throwing out all the stops, okay? And we need not be ignorant to that, okay? But when stuff comes up, it should be addressed. If things happen within the church, things should be addressed and not just swept under the rug, you guys. People can be hurt for many different reasons. If I'm somebody that's going to the church and I'm paying my tithes and I'm doing all I can because I'm, I'm invested in the place where I call my church home and something happens that is not or that is that could be out of order, I would hope that it would be explored, Right. Not that somebody would be um, ridiculed, not that somebody would be accused, but that things would happen with the love of Christ and in order and it would be explored or investigated. OK, those things don't always happen. OK, and I, I, I feel uh, incredibly saddened by by those things that when they don't happen um, or when leaders that do things that should not be done are covered up by leadership. Um, that's not right. It's not right and it's hurtful and it's damaging. There should be a level of accountability. Now, I'm not saying that this does not happen. I'm not saying this doesn't happen in every church. I'm not saying that there isn't a, an accountability or some things in place. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is we know that church hurt is real. We know that it happens. We know that there are unaddressed things that go on within the church. We know that there are elephants in the room. We're just going to go ahead and put it out there. We're not going to act like it doesn't happen. It does. So we should do all that we can as members or bodies of the church to not be a part of the problem, but be a part of the solution, right? Not to be a liability or hindrance to the church, but to be an asset, okay? Someone that keeps down gossip, keeps down division. Somebody that is trying with all they can to be an image bearer of Christ, that when we are met with people that may not look like us, they may not smell like us, they may not act like us, we don't forget where we came from. We hold out our arms wide, hold out our hearts wide with the love of Christ, all right? And allow God to do the saving, all right? Um, I think that's incredibly important, okay? So now we're gonna talk about what church hurt isn't. And you may not agree with me on this. That's okay. You don't have to. Comment, right? Write me. Send me a message if you don't. I'd love to unpack this and talk about it with you. Church hurt is not um, damaged pride or ego or feelings, okay? Church hurt is not damaged pride or ego or feelings. Okay, what that looks like is all right, let's say you've been called to preach, right? The Lord has called you to preach. He absolutely has called you to preach. You were been called, got the dream, got the vision, whatever it is, however the Lord spoke to you, you feel as though you have been called to preach. So you are raring with zeal, ready to go, right? Let me get out there and do what I've been called to do. I want to walk in purpose. I want to walk in my calling. There is nothing wrong with that. Let me start there, okay? Here we go. Enter in me who had the call to preach on her life. I go to the church. I go to my, my leadership. Hey, 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 I heard the call. I'm a preacher. 
I'm ready to go. Use me in this capacity. I want to be um, a communicator on staff. I want to begin to preach the gospel. There's so many things I want to do. Plug me in. I'm ready to go. And leadership, for whatever reason, is not right there with you at the moment. Okay? They don't feel what you feel in the moment. Right? They're not saying that God didn't call you. No, they're not saying that. But what they're saying is that at this point in time, there's not capacity for you to be a communicator on staff. And they begin to ask questions of you to, um, you know, maybe help them understand how you came up with this or how you came to this. And you get offended, right? We live in a hyper offensive culture, a culture that is offended by everything, every little thing, every big thing, everything that doesn't matter, shouldn't, shouldn't be a part of, of, of what we're offended by. We're offended. We are offended by a lot. Okay. And so when that happens now, all oh, y'all won't let me do what I need to do. I'm going to another church. I'm done. This church hurt me. Now I'm church hurt. So you take the narrative along with you along with your damaged pride, your damaged ego, and your hurt feelings, and you go to another church. But let me get real with you really quickly. If you're operating in a spirit of offense, you're going to be operating in a spirit of offense at the next church you go to. And I would say to you, my brother or my sister, that the church that you just left, you didn't leave because you were church hurt. You left because you were offended. All right. You left because your pride was damaged. You left because you lacked maturity. All right. It wasn't church hurt. So don't label it as church hurt. The church did not hurt you. The church had a different um, understanding or was trying to get a different understanding. The church had a different way in which it was moving than what you thought it should be moving. And it did not include you. So now you've packed up all your bags. I'm out of here. And you done left, went to another church. You took your damaged self to another church. They also tell you that the reason why we have churches that are hurting people is because we have hurt people in the churches, right? If you're dealing with the spirit of offense and you leave one church and go to the next, you're taking that same ugly spirit with you to the next church, right? And churches can't get right because you're there. They can't get right because I'm there. It can't get right because you have people that are damaged in the church that are not taking accountability for where they are. They are not taking their burdens to the Lord, but they're taking them to people. And when those people don't show up the way that we think they should, now the church has damaged me. That is not church hurt. Okay. We're going to talk about it because we need to. That's not church hurt. Your feelings might be hurt. Yes, I understand. And your feelings are valid. Okay, I understand. There's nothing like being raring to go and being put on ice and not understanding. But instead of seeking um, to leave or getting so angry that we leave in our immaturity, how about we stay a little bit longer and put it before the Lord? How about we even ask leadership? Okay, I understand that you're saying that. Is there another path or what could I do better to prepare myself so that when preparation meets opportunity, I'm ready Okay, what is it you see in me that needs more work? How can I continue to be a contributor to this body of Christ, to the church that I belong to? How can I continue to do that while I wait? See, that waiting, Lord have mercy, that waiting exposes idols, right? And even though sometimes God has given us a call or a purpose, he's given us a dream or a vision, that's great. That's wonderful. But we can make idols out of those things that God gave us. 
And now we are submitted only to that thing. We're running only after that thing. I would just like to caution you against that. And let's not call that church hurt, okay? Um, uh, like we talked about, lack of maturity could be uh, not church hurt, okay? You're just not mature enough to be able to handle some things. And that's okay. That's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay? But we're not going to call it church hurt because we lack the maturity to be able to, to um, handle the word no or not now, right? Um, church hurt is not God, okay? One of the things I struggled with when I was church hurt was thinking that that was God. Since the church rejected me, God must be rejecting me too. No, 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 no. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry that that church hurt you. Or that you were hurt at the hands of somebody in church or that represents church. But that is not God. And if you allow him, he will walk you through that. And church hurt can, church hurt can be overcomable for you. Okay? Just like it was for me. Um, and last but not least, um, church hurt is not every church. Okay? Every church didn't hurt you. Let's say you went to a church that did hurt you, that, that it, it's valid. There was sexual abuse or there was a manipulation and all the things that we talked about earlier. Let's say that did happen. Okay. Let's say that it did and you are valid and you are right. That's not every church. And God has still called you to do certain things. There are certain things that God has said in his word that as believers we are to do. And his word will not return to him void. Okay, he is not a man that he should lie. So if he says it, that's what it is. All right. And no matter what we're dealing with or what we're going through, God can handle all of that. Okay, we cast our cares on him because he cares for us. But that does not relieve us of what we are obligated to do. So when we stand before the Lord, when we stand up in judgment, God is not going to say you did not have to gather all the more. You did not have to go to church and gather all the more in the assembly of the saints because you were church hurt. Because you're going to be, what you going to, well, Lord, they, the church hurt me. He's going to be like, I know. I saw that. I, I know. I know they did. But did, did you go to church? Did you continue to gather all the more? Did you forsake the gathering of the assembly? Did you, did you forsake, forsake the gathering of the saints? What did you do? What did you do? Okay. So that's all I have for today, you guys, because I'm telling you, I'm coming back with part two and part two is interesting. But before I go, I just want to leave you with this question. It's something that can be rhetorical, something you can discuss with your family and friends, with your church and your small group, and just even within yourself with the Lord. When you go to the Lord with your woes about church hurt, Make sure while you're down there complaining and talking about what everybody else did that you ask him, Lord, was there anything that I did to contribute to this church hurt that I feel? Was there anything that I did to cause this church hurt for myself? Was there anything in this situation that was self-inflicted that I need to be repenting of? Lord, show me myself and even this situation that hurt so much. Because may we always remember that in every story, we are both the victim and the villain. So while I may not be the villain in this story, and I may be the victim in somebody else's story, somewhere, somewhere somebody else is praying 
about something that I've done for them. And I am definitely the villain in that story. Okay. So we are both the victim and villain in someone's story. Okay. And let's not act like we're not. All right. So that's it for today. You guys, that's church hurt part one, the truth about church hurt part one. And in a couple weeks, which will be the 27th of September, we are going to talk about the revelation of church hurt, something that God has really given for me to share with you all. After much prayer, much thought, and even my own experience, this is what God has given me to give to you all. I hope to see you guys back in another couple of weeks. That will be episode nine, you guys. It will be rounding it out and getting done. So I meet you guys back here in the next two weeks. Be safe. I love you. Be kind to one another and show each other love, the love of Christ, y'all. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.